All right. Hello and good morning. This is Scott Berry, your host with Roofs and Remodeling, the podcast. Today we're with Nick Brannon, who runs yourroofinghero.com, a top quality roofing contractor in the Atlanta area. And this, this young man has got a great story and I can't wait for you to hear uh, how he's running the business and what he's been able to accomplish. Our podcast is for roofing contractors and feature roofing contractors so that we can help each other in the industry, grow stronger, get inspiration, and uh, and basically just, you know, high tide lifts all the boats. And so, Nick, we're really thankful to have you on today. I uh, appreciate you having me, Scott. Thank you. So let's just start off with an introduction, right? Let's talk about how long you've been in the industry and how you ended up in it in the first place. Yeah, I, th I probably got into the industry a lot, a, a, a lot like a lot of other people, I would think. Um, I was uh, serving and bartending. Me and my wife actually worked together at a restaurant and we had a, uh, a newborn baby. And so I wanted to get out of the service industry, working late night shifts and get something that kind of fed back more to my family and provided more for my family. And I was looking into like liquor sales and alcohol sales at the time. And I either wasn't getting jobs because of experience, because uh, I don't have sales experience, even though like I've learned retail, like service industry provides a lot of sales experience. I like hiring people from the restaurant industry now, yep. but I either wasn't getting hired on or the jobs I was getting hired on were paying less than I was making service, serving and bartending. And then I got hired on for uh, Zach Brown opened a, a a distillery where he wasn't even making whiskey and I got hired on and, and within like two months and he's notorious for this, like he'll, he'll make a business venture and get in, get all invested and then decide not to do it and pull it all out. And so I got on and he decided not to do the distillery because I think some do with some of the conflicts of interest. And so then I was back to like working at uh, the restaurant like that. So somebody on Facebook, you know, was just like, Hey, I'm hiring for sales reps for my roofing company. And uh, we, I knew him, of him because we both worked. In, we were both from the fight industry. to MMA and kickboxing, and he was a professional fighter. And he opened a roofing company. And so I messaged him like, "Hey, I might be interested." And he pretty much hired me like right away um, over social media. He was like, "Oh yeah, you know, if you want to do it." So the next day, um, I was at working a bar shift and was telling the bar regulars like, "Yeah, I'm gonna start doing roofing sales." And the guy was like, "Oh, I need a roof." I was like, oh, cool. Well, we could probably check it out. You know, just kind of winged it, guys' information. And I met the company owner uh, of that business at, at that location. He said, hey, this is what you're looking for. This is what this looks like. So that looks like handing me boots and a ladder. I was like, all right, have at it. And uh, I worked for him for like seven months. He's a, he's a nice dude, but, you know, he was a very, uh, in my opinion, kind of hands off as an owner and um, as a business owner. And so I didn't like learn a lot from him. I learned a lot on the outside. I door knocked a lot. Um, was on YouTube. Um, one of my now good friends, Deshaun Bryant, he runs Roof Hustlers. Um, I was watching his his videos and, 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 and keeping up with him. And I, so I just learned from everything. I learned on my own. I kind of self-taught myself. And within like six, seven months, I think I sold around $715,000 um, working there. And it was mostly, like I said, self-generated business. Um, and then just realized, you know, that the thing I kept hearing, I guess, working for him was like, oh, I'm so glad you're taking care of us because roofing just has such a bad rep. So many fly-by-night contractors. You know, my my family member gave someone a check and they never came out. And like, I would just get these stories. And 
I didn't work for that type of company, but I just saw where I was like, hey, customer service can be improved in a lot of different places. Um, and I and but my background was customer service. Like I, and I worked a lot of different random jobs. And one thing I've learned is like how to take care of clients. So um, a lot of my friends like, oh, you know, you're not going to, you're going to be the only one that does it the way you want to do it. Um, you know, you know, you got to kind of do your own thing. I think in my dad, same way he was pushing me, he's got 20 years of commercial background experience with uh, sheet metal. Same thing. He was like, you know, open your own business, you know, let, let's do it with me together. So he came on as a partner and me and him opened uh, hero roofing in 2018. So I put in my two weeks with the roofing company I was working at. Didn't have any game plan, business plan or nothing. Put in my two weeks. Um, and then in that two week period, I came up with the brand, the name, everything. And then we kind of just hit the ground running. Just me and my father, he was running like the job supervision. I was running the sales. Um, and we just had a goal our first year of, you know, we opened November, 2018. So 2019 was our first full year in business. We had a goal to sell a billion dollars. And we did 1.6, 1.7. Um, and it's kind of just escalated to like where it's at now. Yeah. You know, and by the way, I love the brand. Uh, roofing needs a hero. It yeah. really does. <laughs> uh, I mean, how many times do we hear these stories? You know, it's one of those weird industries where, you know, you just kind of get a bad rap um, because there's so many marginalized characters in this business. Uh, yeah chucking a truck, people that are painting, and then here comes a storm, um, you know, general contractors that are just looking to get a job, right? But they they don't really know how to put on a premium roof. Um, so, you know, being in that business, it's a, a bit of a commitment, right? Because you, to stand out, it's going to take a lot of effort because on the surface, everybody looks the same to a homeowner, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a big point with the branding. I said, you know, my, my thought was, you know, I have you have to all you have to live up to your brand. Can we call if I'm gonna name like a company called Hero, we can't just be the average Chuck's roofing. Like we have to like actually be a hero in our community. And that's like our mission statement is to be a hero every day in and, and outside of work. But with that being said, when I first thought about the name Hero, I was like, well, if the homeowner is between two different estimates and it's Joe's roofing and hero roofing and the price is the same, the product's the same, maybe off of branding alone. Like if I'm a homeowner, I'd rather choose hero just because I, it just makes me, gives me a different feeling of a name than, than someone just slaps their last name on the roofing company. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a marketer, it kind of drives me crazy when people become like JK roofing or right. LB roofing, man, they really miss an opportunity. Yeah. I did a lot of research too. I went through because I, I got to think big picture. So I went through like every state. I was like surprised it wasn't like you hear roofing's really out there that were just solely here roofing. And and so we jumped on it and trademarked it and branded it. Now there's a couple like spinoffs of like I think there's a Roof Heroes in in, in Florida. And so there's something similar to us. Um, but I was really surprised that it what that, that was, you know being as clever of a marketing name as it was that it wasn't taken yet. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, you're a spirited marketer. Uh, anyone could see that if you look at the website and all. Uh, what types of marketing do you do? What kind of brand development do, do you do that works for you? Yeah, so I feel like um, I think marketing and branding for me goes hand in hand. And branding, they both generate business, right? And so I look at it different ways. My my, What really changed my opinion was I started studying Grant Cardone like the 10X rule and, and he kept in that book, he's, you know, he talks about army presence. And so that's why I wanted my company to have an army presence. And they say like, it doesn't take like a homeowner's not going to see your Facebook ad and call you right away. 
it takes them seeing your name three or four times yeah. for them to really remember who you are. And they may see your name five or six times and have a leak six months from now. And the fact they can still remember to call you then is what's important. So we have, I mean, we try to do as much as we can. I mean, we have six or seven trucks on the road now that are all logoed and wrapped. We have trailers that are logoed, our dump trailers logoed. Um, office, we make sure we have a, yard, a sign outside our, our, our office doors and stickers on the doors. Um, so we have that guerrilla style marketing where we use yard signs. We have two billboards. I'm on a Christian radio station, which um, I, I invest heavily in that radio station for a reason because it, it, it fits with our values and our morals, but also the type of clientele it brings. I was also on a country radio station and the lead difference I was getting from people that heard me on the country station um, and I love country. Don't like get me wrong, but right. um, when people call me off of that that Christian station, like we have a ninety five percent closing rate out and a, a four hundred one percent ROI on the Christian station. It's my most expensive form of marketing, but has the biggest return on investment because when someone calls us out, like, "Hey, we heard you on Joy FM. We know you like it's nonprofit, so you're a supporter of them, so we want to support you." And it's like it's a done deal. Um, so yeah, billboards. Uh, you know, SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads. Um, we run direct mailers that are, are automatically set out every job. So when the job gets moved to approved, mailers go to the neighborhood, every build, um, and then they get matched with a Facebook ad. So our SEO company kind of then targets that same neighborhood. They get the information. They work with our direct mailer company. They get the information where they sent the mailers and they direct a Facebook ad. So my thought is like when you talk about just a local neighborhood, you know, they're going to see our yard sign. They're going to see our Facebook ad. They're going to see the direct mailer. You know, they're going to see the roof getting built. If they get on the highway, then they may see the billboard, you know, and then they may call us. So yeah. that's what, you know, so that's why I try to get that whole, like, that group. I don't do any paid advertising, like nothing like, like Angie's leads or those, you know, those marketers like, oh, I can get you 10 leads a month. Like, we don't do anything like that. It's all direct stuff with us. We do a lot of stuff with the community, um, you know, like signs at the high schools and, and, and investments like that as well. The, uh, also notice you have custom felt. Did I see that? We did. Yeah, that's something we started this year. So we, uh, our supplier was gracious enough to kind of work with us and um, kind of bring in this felt for us. And they store it and then they send it out to our job. So we have, you know, we're GAF contractors. So our Golden Pledge roofs get GAF uh, felt buster with our logo on it. And then like the Systems Plus, the more economical roofs, get a generic felt, still our logo on it. And uh, yeah, those are amazing. You know, you don't see them a lot day of the job. You know, look at some heads turning when people are driving by, but the big thing with those is social media. You know, yeah. it's just more of a brand presence when someone's looking at your Facebook and like your logos on the roofs that you guys are installing. Like, all right, this company clearly has a, has their act together. Yeah, and you know, just another differentiation point. But yeah, it's super cool on um, on social media if you're getting good pictures of the jobs and yeah, I mean, people are driving by, but I love it when people do that. I love it when they wrap and when they, uh, and do custom felt, it's just those little extra things that really. And it's, it's not much more. I think I'm paying like five to $8 more roll. So granted, you know, three rolls on a typical 30 square roof talking like 15 more dollars. It's, it's, it's not that big of an investment. Yeah. That's incredible. Listen, I mean, you've, you've, demonstrated uh, an extraordinary sense for entrepreneurship and marketing and branding and running the business. I mean, what exactly have you built? Tell us about the size of the company, the employees, kind of how you run the thing. What is Hero yeah. Roofing? 
Yeah. So, you know, you talk about entrepreneurship, right? Like it's the goal of having a business is kind of having like a machine that you can step away from and it's going to operate efficiently and it's going to run. And, um, and I felt like the first couple of years of my business, I think everybody has to go through that growing pain is where you're kind of like a slave to it. Like you have to do everything. You got to stay invested, but you got to have the mindset to bring people in where it's going to run like it, like it's supposed to. So like year to date this year, we're on track right now to do, um, I, I, my realistic goal is 10 million, but we're on track right now to do $12 million in revenue this year. Um, we had six full-time office employees and then we got three, uh, W2 job supervisors. And then we have eight salespeople and then probably our work, our workforce is between 30 and 40, you know, install, like people actually do repairs and placements and go to work. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, what a wonderful operation you built. Now, is it is it tough to be a roofer in Atlanta? What's the market like there? Yeah, I know you said you're in Texas. I feel like it's somewhere there. Like there's not any requirements in, in, in Georgia. You know, you get an LLC and some insurance and you're good to go. So um, a lot of fly-by-night contractors. It's a very saturated market. We actually, I, I will say, we've been blessed with being in the right place at the right time. Um in 2021 and in this year. So we've had two big storms, 21 West storm. And, and this year we had a big hell storm. But I think the reason we were so successful this year, um, we would have still done eight, nine million without that storm, but we've been marketing and branding for the last three years. So when the storm happened, everybody just knew to call us. Like it wasn't like we, we didn't door knock one job and we signed like 350 jobs in like three days. No, it was just by, We've been in the community. We've been branding in the community. People knew who the cause when something happened. Um, so, yeah, but with that storm in particular, there's guys door knocking, working it, that literally popped up LLCs that oh, day yeah. before the storm happened or the day the storm happened. People building roofs are, have been in business for two weeks. They so just popped up yeah. shop. Or coming in from out of state that you won't yeah. even find them. Yeah, we got quite a few roofers. We, even my, my neighbor got hit with hell. And, a couple of my neighbors used another roofing company as out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I was like, man, I live in your neighborhood. Something goes wrong. You know, I'm going to take care of you. But now I'm going to talk to the mailbox. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like that mentality. Like, you know, when these guys come in and they, and they say the right thing. They sign a contract. I promise you these, these roofers are not bringing a cruise in from Tennessee. They come in, they find the light, they find the work, and then they try to find some labor. So then they don't really know the quality of workmanship of what they're installing yeah. in the house. Or even a brand new roofer, you know, that was my thing. Like, luckily, I had worked with another company before, so I knew what type of crews and the experience I needed. And so when I went to go hire and find a crew, and I told that crew, I was like, look, like, we don't want inconsistency. Like, you work for us. You work just for us. I'll make sure you're fed. I'll, I'll sell my butt off to make sure you have a job every day. I don't want you working for anybody else. I only work, want you working for us. And so we've continued that to have consistent crews every job so we know who's coming out and doing the work. Yeah, I, obviously – homeowners don't really know the difference between, you know, just looking from the patio, like a good roof and a great roof, oh, yeah. bad roof, but man, there's a wide variety of, you know, like on the scale of quality, you know, I mean, I've had my roof being in Dallas has been changed, replaced multiple times. And even I found that, you know, Hey, wait a minute. The, the guy didn't change any of my vents, you know, like those are the old vents. <laughs> I had a whole insurance job, you know, so I kind of felt like, hey, is he um, is he trying to save a little money? You know, what's going on? And just there is a significant difference between 
a really great roof and one where they just slapped one on, right? Yeah, and the way we try to educate the homeowner is, you know, a roof is a system. Everything has its own purpose. And the big thing in Georgia is these contractors will use three tab on an architectural shingle for starter and for, you know, ridge vent, ridge capping and hip shingles. And you got a shingle that's made the last 20 years, which a shingle is supposed to last, you know, 30 to 50. And so that's the big thing we educate a homeowner. Like, hey, everything has a purpose. We have we have a system. There's six to seven components on, on you know, major components of disregarding flashings and everything gets replaced, including those flashings. And this is the way it's built. You know, we're building a system with a warranty. And I think that's important for, you know, that's how we even sell. Like when we sell, we don't sell at a point of emotion or pressure. Like we sell from value and education to let the homeowner make their best educated guess. If I can tell you, if I can educate you and tell you everything we need to do and our price is fair and you don't want to work with us, like that's totally up to you. You know, that's that's your that's your decision. I'm not going to pressure you any further. Well, so let's talk about uh, roof full replacements versus repairs. Some people won't do any repairs. Um, some like them, some don't. What's the hero roofing thought on that? Yeah, so <clears throat> it goes back to our brand, right? Like we can't be a hero if we don't take care of everybody's needs. So we try to have a, we try to have something in lines to fit every every economic price point. But also, yeah, we have a full-time repair tech where we, we do a lot of repairs. And we had a roofing company for a um, in our market that didn't take any jobs under five grand and they will give us repair leads that get sent to them. And I don't know how many times they send me a repair lead. I show up and it's a 70 square discontinued shingle and it's a full roof replacement, you know, or, or I do rerun a repair for a homeowner. We run a $700 repair and then the homeowner refers us to their friend who gets a $30,000 roof replacement. Yeah. You know? And that's why I tell people the small doors lead to the big doors. Like we can't tell a homeowner no, because we don't know where that's going to lead down the funnel. Like, a five-star repair and a five-star review is worth that all day long, you know. Um, but there's so many contractors, like you said. I mean, they're more like paper contractors. They don't want to manage those type of jobs. They just want to do the replacements because that's the – I tell homeowners, the easiest thing to do is replace the roof. It's easy to send a crew out of materials and then it'd be done. You know, managing the repairs, the gutter work, the small stuff, placing some rod patients off it, all that's the, 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 the details is what really sets a company apart from the next. Hey, look, if I need help and you come out and you fix my repair, you're my roofer. Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot. Like you said, this year, one of our most um, biggest lead generators has been previous customers. Whether we did their, their, gutter, their roof and their call us back for gutters or we did a repair for them and then they got hailed on this year. Like all those people we did repairs for the last three years, a lot of those homeowners got hailed on and they call us out for replacements. So it's easy sales. You know, it was just. How do you stay in touch with those guys? So everybody is calculated in our, in our CRM. So we always have all our, our homeowners data from the time that the, the job has been put in to close, you know, so I can go back and look at jobs from three years ago, but we use MailChimp. So we send out, uh, we'll send out a monthly newsletter, um, keeping them engaged. And then now we kind of have a customer success portal too, where customers can log in and see their, their platform, their photos and things like that. But um, we do a big customer appreciation party once a year in the fall. And so we send a, we market that, send a newsletter out, and we try to whenever we're talking to customers and we we sign them up and we get them on schedule, we let them know about our social media platforms. Like, hey, make sure you follow us on Facebook, keep up with us as we move forward. And we have homeowners that comment and like like every single picture. You know, they're like rate. I call them raving fans. You know, they we did the roof two years ago, and yesterday they're commenting on the picture on Facebook. You know, and they continue to do that. 
And that's the type of a clientele we're trying to build long term. Yeah, that's a big time brand building right there. When yeah. they just they love the company, they love the brand, they're happy with what you did. Um, they're gonna refer you. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. So, well, tell us about you've accomplished a lot. So, pick a couple things and and share what you're maybe most proud of with the business. I think, I mean, one of course is always hitting our revenue goals. It's been it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy for me. I always throw out I thought revenue goals that I know are that are are high, not, not easy attainable. But I know I know we have the potential to do them, and we've been hitting them pretty much every year. So that's been amazing. Um, but this past year, you know, I've been a DAF contractor from day one. And I, I, I know everybody has their products they want to use and not use, but I've never had issues with the products at all. And, um, I think we've had, I haven't had any warranty claims with them or anything. And so this year we we, we were a Presence Club Master League. You know, there's like four or five others in the state. So that was really cool to hit the Presence Club. And of course, we got into the solar certified program with them. So now we install solar shingles as well. Um which is a great product for us because I'm somebody that wants to build it and control the product, not have to bring in specialty crews. I want to be able to install in-house, you know, with, with I wanted to get into solar, but I wanted to be able to be something that we can do ourselves. And so with solar shingle, we achieved that. But yeah, um, locally, when Invest Cal waited two years in a row, it was pretty huge for us. You know, when I first came into business, I looked at them, you know, I don't focus on our competitors, but you want to look and see what they're doing so you can surpass them is my way. So mm -hmm. I came into market, I was like, all right, who's got the most reviews? Who's got the best review platform? I saw who was the winner of best cow we did the last six years in a row. And now we've won it two years in a row. Um, so winning those type of awards have meant a lot to us because it kind of puts a stamp on us and our community. Yeah. the um, You guys, I'm sure, have a, a lot of cool success stories and, and cool client stories. Um things that you've done to go above and beyond, especially when you're working in uh, a storm area, um, it, that creates a lot of opportunities for you to be great, um, right. to let the customer down or to be great. Uh, so to kind of wrap it up, I'd love um, for our listeners and, and watchers to, to hear you close with one of your favorite stories that you feel like really embodies um you know, who Hero Roofing really is. Do you have anything like that that you'd love to share that would be inspiring? For yeah, I got a, I got a couple. I got one from my side and one from my, one of my my uh, sales guys, JC, that he likes to tell. But um, in 2021, we had an EF4 tornado hit in Noonan. Uh, I mean, it sat still over downtown Noonan. For, I think it's like 15 minutes and spun in like 170 miles an hour. There was a lot of total losses, a lot of destructive houses. I mean, there's never been weather like that in Georgia. Up in, I mean, the last bad tornado was like in the 70s or something. I can't remember. But now it's weird. Georgia, like the last couple of years, has been getting bad weather. Um, like the hailstorm we had this year, we had a hailstorm like that since like 08. But so we had a huge tornado in 2021. And my dad had the phones that night. And he had a lady call her crying at like 1 o'clock in the morning that her roof was ripped, was ripped off. And just want to know if she gets someone out there. He told me about it. So I was there at five o'clock in the five five a.m. I showed up in the neighborhood. Um, I had a crew meet me. We tarped it for, and she was just crying. She's like, "I can't believe you guys answered, and you're like already here, and you took care of it." And in fact, she ended up not having any uh, homeowners insurance on her house. Oh no! So we got her set up like a 
we ended up having to set her up with a low monthly payment plan and basically did a roof at cost where it fit in her budget. And she was just seeing how people, how happy someone can get and how touched. And I mean, Lily literally cried with me. And we had a lot of that for like the first month. I mean, I tarped houses for two weeks straight. You know, it was like all I did. Um, but then fast forward that same day, JC um, had to get into downtown in the tarp lady's house and they weren't letting him in. Police had the roads blocked off because trees were down. And so he parked right there at the, where the road was closed, put his ladder on his shoulder and carried his tarp and his tool bag and walked a mile to her house and tarped her house because we had rain coming the next day. Same thing. He was just, the lady was a strut that, you know, the other, all the other roofers told they were, they were too busy. And here he comes like walking down the street with a ladder. But I did learn with that storm that if you put a hard hat on, you can get in basically anywhere. Because I had guys telling me like, I can't get in, roads are closed. I'd pull up with a hard hat on and roll down the window. And they'd, open, they'd move the gates. I mean, I had to run over trees and car lines. <laughs> That's so, genius. Having a four by four Dodge, like help, help me out for sure. But, you know, I put a hard, a hard hat. I was like the ticket. They're like, oh, this guy's got to be somewhere. Let him buy. Let him in. I yeah. love it, man. Now I hear a lot of stories. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was weird because like, it's, it's like this is our town and it was like a war zone. You know, I mean, people, yeah. we did this too. Like me and my wife, we load our whole truck up with, with supplies, waters and, and cookies and just give give supplies out. Um, and the same thing kind of happened in January. We had about 35 minutes from a town called Griffin. They had like six like smaller tornadoes hit. And then they, the devastation was not as bad as it was here, but it was pretty bad. And so same thing, going through like these low income houses that they haven't had power in like two weeks and giving them waters. And it's just a huge blessing to you. And I feel like in, and especially in an industry like roofing, like when you give back, it's going to come back to you tenfold. You know, I don't think your revenue is just based on how hard you work, but I think it's based on like how much you put into your community. Um, and people is going to like, people is going to see that, you know, you turn down somebody small or you're like, oh, that's not a good area. It's not a good market. But when you go there and you help them out and you build a roof for them, you know, like everyone sees like what you're doing, even if you don't think you guys are watching. And I think that's what, what helps. But yeah, I mean, I've 3000 jobs later and a bunch of different, Storm houses, you know, we've, we've had a lot of success stories, but those are a couple that definitely come to mind with us. They're outstanding, man. Uh, listeners, you you are listening to Nick Brannon, who owns Hero Roofing. You can find him online, yourroofhero.com. They right. serve the Noonan and Peachtree, Georgia area. And uh, I think in listening to him, you're going to love his approach to business, to customer service, quality. Uh, what a blessing you are for those communities. And I appreciate you sharing some of your success and ideas with uh, us today. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. All the best to you, man. Okay. Uh, give me just a second. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to like some sinus and